not a bummer. <laughs> I think this is we're morning fuel, but I think this might be the earliest we've ever recorded an episode. Yeah, it's eight eight fifteen. We're in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> Drinking hotel coffee. We've lived lives, Elise. We've lived lives. We're Claire here slept to for thirteen hours last night. I was night. exhausted. I drove for seven hours. Yeah, it's Float it's us been on the road. Float us on the road is happening. Amidst float us on the road. Claire's driving because I don't. That's okay. So Claire's doing all the heavy lifting. No, no, no. Elise googles um, things all the, the whole yeah, trip. Yeah, the, the Googler. I like tell her what to <clears throat> Google. She does it. She's the best. Um. But yeah, that, that's where we're at emotionally and yeah. physically. Yeah, and, and we'll tell you, yeah, we'll have some bonus ups coming up. But this is a really exciting thing that we've committed to. Yeah. We're going to pause on our regular programming because yeah. there's a really exciting thing going on in pop culture, in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. um, on Showtime. And it is a series about some first ladies. Yeah, it's called, shockingly, they didn't call it At Float is Forever, which... So fine, rude. we have the trademark on that. Yeah, so it's just it's called okay. the first lady. Right, right, right. Um, Which, when we discussing um, like names for our podcast, we thought too boring. Why would we ever do that? Yeah, but you know that's Showtime's vibe. That's their. I brand. know. You know I know. Like, they I have know, to be a little more profesh. It's if you true. Will. <laughs> I know, and we love Showtime. If you want to sponsor us, we're yeah. desperate for sponsors. <laughs> yeah, Claire and I ate. Pizza Hut off of towels last night. <laughs> and it's like shook me to my core. It's I'm a changed woman. <laughs> I need a sponsor. We need money. Roughing it is an understatement. Just kidding. We're sitting. We're so we're so comfy. No, we. I slept luxuriously last night. Yeah, but the dinner situation was a little. I need to get my coffee. It like, was a little disturbing um, for me personally. Well, yeah. I mean, Elise is definitely a city girl, and to think that there was nowhere that would deliver to a hotel except for a Pizza Hut was alarming. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that poor 17-year-old kid that <laughs> didn't know there was bottled water at the place. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so we're going to do a recap of the First Ladies episodes. We're yeah. going to get them out as soon as we can. But you know what? If you're, it, It's fun. Like, we love recap podcasts because it's like you can listen. You can watch the app and then listen to the recap weeks yeah. later, and it's still fun. So what night is the show even on? Sundays? Sundays. So this Sundays is, at nine, I think. Yeah, so this is the it. first episode. We're kind of like one behind ish. Well it's Saturday, so tomorrow the second one will come out. Right, yeah, but so we're not gonna put this out till Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be one behind. Yeah, we'll but it's okay. You'll catch up. It'll be fine. Um yeah, so this is the first episode's called The White House. And yes. it pretty much goes through the three women who we'll get into. I guess when they first have to get to the White House, it tells that story. Yeah, the story of getting story. to the White House. That's so right. So, Claire, who are the three ladies that are in this season? So, this season, and it is exciting because I did watch a Sunday morning piece on the show, obviously. Awesome. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite show on TV. Um, the three women, and there's going to be other seasons of other yeah. three women. They're going to focus on three women at a time. But this <clears throat> this uh, season was is um, Viola Davis playing Michelle Obama. Yes. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer playing Betty Ford. Icon. Literally. And Jillian Anderson playing Eleanor Roosevelt. So we're focusing Perfect. on Eleanor, <laughs> Betty, and Michelle. One of, we've only actually covered one of these women on the pod. Um, oh, yeah. So this is kind of be kind of fun for us because I feel like we're going to gain some knowledge. And then when we go to do those women, <clears throat> we'll be able to like cross reference to the yeah. show a little bit, which is fun. Yeah. Um, I was really curious right off the bat when I saw like the trailer of how they're going to, which obviously wasn't discovered the first episode, but how they're going to um, 
like why these three women are told in this way and yes. like this like why did they choose these three to start off with like I feel yeah. like somehow there's gonna be a theme between these three specifically yeah we don't yeah, know that yeah. yet that's my theory I'll let you know I love if that that's right I love that <laughs> or and they I, could have just picked names out of a hat yeah, and like perfect Viola's <laughs> pretty perfect <laughs> she's producing it so she was telling just like who are my best like besties oh I can call okay well, maybe that's the no, idea but I mean no that's a really interesting point because I think that in history not just with women but in all history we always try and find those themes yeah and say like oh these are like wartime first ladies or like oh these are like um, you know uh, first ladies during an economic boom or maybe like, it's like you the know, archetypes that Dr. Kathleen Jellison was talking about. Okay, so we're gonna interview an amazing uh, professor today, actually. But you'll hear this. We on really Monday. are just amazing. Amazing. I know. But, um, okay. anyway, yeah, we'll get into Dr. Kathleen Jellison because she's amazing. But uh, yeah, maybe there's like something like that going yeah. into like the type of first ladies these women are. But we shall see as we dive in. We shall see. But we are going to. So we're gonna recap. So the first episode starts with. Um, painting of the portraits. Now, painting of the portraits is, like, a big deal. Yeah. And um, tends to happen towards the end of their their time. Yes. So it's very interesting. That they're jumping around a lot, which yeah. I'm curious to see how they do with that as well. But Yeah. We're going to take you through all those jumps and falls. Yeah. Claire um, took copious notes. Thank God. I really did. I have no notes. I know. But this is different because usually it's the other, other way around. Yeah. So I think that, like, I t- honestly, it's my turn. Like, we're six, 53 episodes into the pod. I'll take some notes, at least. Okay. For you, I'll do that. I'll do that. You're truly so kind. My best friend. <laughs> Clay's really stepping up. Well, I was, like, I'm not going to remember any of this. I have a horrible yeah. memory. You're so I'm good. I'm not going to yeah. remember any of this. And I knew that when we was watching it, we weren't going to record, like, that day. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I have to take notes. I'll so do anyway, better. No, stop. So... But what we love, well, there's a recap show called Watch What Crappens um, about yeah. Bravo um, shows. And, like, it's just so good. And we, we're not going to nearly come close to how wonderful that no, show is. No, I will is. not be doing voices. No, absolutely but not. Those but, boys, the best. But whenever there's a new Marathon. season, they always do. Whenever there's a new season, they always do um, a. They always talk about, like, the taglines of the women. Because if you're familiar with. Yeah. with um, the Real Housewives, which you may or may not be, no, no harm, no foul. At the intro, they always have like um, the a quote by the, one of the women. Yeah, like their season. title cards. Yeah. yeah. So we thought it'd be funny to give our girls title cards. Yeah. For this season, because the first thing you see is all these women getting their portraits painted, and while they're doing that. Um, there's like a line that kind of encapsulates maybe their journey on, yeah. as first lady. So the first thing we see is Michelle Obama's getting her picture taken, which would then later be turned into a portrait. Yeah. And it's actually the photographer who says, um, I don't want to just put, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to just paint, paint official. Paint to the official. I'm interested in the real. Yeah. So implying, because of course, the that, the person who did the woman who did Obama, uh, Michelle's portrait, I guess, was offered to commission Barack's, and yes. she was like, "No, I want Michelle's." Rude, love I know, that. I know, not rude, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. So that was so that's kind of Michelle's yeah. vibe. Is like she we're interested in the real. She's not interested in the official. Yeah, we love that. I like that. Okay, and then it cuts to um, Betty <gasps> Ford, played by Michelle Pfeiffer once again. <laughs> She's iconic. I mean, that blue dress. <gasps> Like I love stunning. Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, I don't think I realized how much I loved her until she like is in things, and I'm like, oh yeah, the, she should work more. I, I mean, don't, she's had a lovely career, but 
What an icon. I know. She's I couldn't tell you Betty. one movie that she's been in, but she's amazing. And yeah. As Betty Ford, she's unbelievable. And, like, mm-hmm. we haven't done Betty Ford, but let me tell you what. Me and Elisa Betty Ford stands from the old country. Like, we love yeah. her. Mm-hmm. We love her. So we're so excited. She says, I don't think all women really could adjust to this type of life. I mean, if that doesn't encapsulate her time. From Seriously. what I know yeah. already. The little Well, because knowledge. she, and she was like a firecracker. She was only yeah. in there for like two and a half years and she fucking shook shit up. Yeah. And then lastly, we mark, we go over to Eleanor, our girl forever and always. She says, you never know. Oh, a woman is like hot tea. No. Woman is like a tea bag. Yeah, you don't know how strong she is until she's in hot water. Love Which everyone that. knows. Yeah, she. I think that's some speech she gave. Because remember she gave like... Radio addresses. Yeah, sort of like the fireside chats. Like, yeah. I love that. She was like, all right, FDR, I got this. No, she's so good. Um, she did it before he did. She's yeah. <laughs> so, I love her so much. That is a quote that you probably have heard before. Um, but that is what A they, woman's like a teabag. You don't know how strong she is until she's in hot water. Love oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like... You know some like 1960s well, you know, housewife had that like on a... Like a live, laugh, love sign. Oh, I love it. Yes. (laughs) But it's true. Like, I think Eleanor really got catapulted into the limelight in a really specific way. And people really got to, like, see how strong she was. Okay. So, first of all, also, theme song by Sharon Jackson or Sharon Jones. Unbelievable. Oh, I didn't know who did that. I know. I had to find out. Okay, Because I was like, this is so good. So Yeah, the opening credits is really cool. It's, like, one of those you have to watch a bunch of times to, like, see all the the images and, and stuff that they put in. Um... I mean, not as great as Succession, obviously, but <laughs> I just, I compare everything to the Succession theme because that is just so powerful. And I know, it's so good. You have to watch that. No, it's If so you good. pass the Succession theme song and go, like, skip the intro, you're a psychopath as no. far as <laughs> <laughs> And I don't want anything to do with you. But I like this one, too, so good job. Sharon, Sharon Jones? Sharon Jones, yeah. Okay. She's so good. Um, okay. So, we start off 2008, we're in Chicago. So, okay, also... Ali said this, but it's going to jump around a lot. So we're going to be shouting dates at you. Constantly. Okay, good thing you took notes. Yeah, no, because, because it's even crazy. The Michelle timeline went from like 2008, and then the next time you saw her, it's like 2007. Like, oh, and then it's like in the 70s at one point. Oh, it's yeah, because they go back to her. Yeah, and it's wild. It's, it's wild. Yeah, okay, I like it though. So 2008 Chicago, um, Barack's just been elected, um, and right away, Michelle's just like, okay. Or oh, right, she, it's her talking to the girls. Um, in the the uh, limo when he's coming, they're going to the right, 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 right. And then she gets, she's with, yeah, she's with um, Sasha and uh, Malia, and she's like in the back of the limo, and she's kind of just like freaking out because she's watching her husband with all these paparazzi get off this plane because I think they were joining him on the plane, and it's like the Air Force One plane or whatever. And then she goes to hug Barack, and she makes a sassy con. He goes, okay, you ready to do this? And she says, the Constitution doesn't give us much choice. Oh. Which is yeah, such right a sassy that, They're portraying Michelle as she's like, I fuck this. Like, I, I don't want it. I, I do want to point out, I'm only going to objectify the men in this show. Of course. Um, Barack is played by O.T. Fagbinelli. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's in The Handmaid's Tale. People know him from probably, he plays Luke in Handmaid's Tale. He is so hot. Oh, he's yeah. also in We Crash, too. He's having his moment. I love that. He's in We Crash? What's, who's yeah, he? he plays the guy, I think the lawyer, or someone who's taking them to the IPO, taking oh, them public. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And he uses his British accent, or his, I guess, normal voice. But anyway, he's so hot as Barack. Like, yeah. excellent choice. Wow. He looks like him. Like, no, his voice great. that he does is so good. No, it's amazing. So, shout out to OT for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, right off the bat, they're like, Michelle, 
reluctant person. I know. <laughs> Seriously. So then they cut. So then they fly to um, the White House, and they're in. They're in. Yeah, they're greeted DC. by the bushes. They're greeted by the bushes, and they do the very famous tour of the White House. We've talked about it on this podcast one billion times because yes. the tour of the White House between the two first ladies is iconic. It's usually when the president and the new president are like meeting, and they're like going right. to go and like talk business or whatever, and then. The women are um, asked to tour the White House. Yeah, the first, the incoming first lady is taken around by the leave-in first lady. Exactly, former. exactly, exactly. And um, the they get to the White House. First of all, right away they go to the second floor, which I'm just like freaking <gasps> out about. Classic. It's like so exciting. To yeah, me. I'm like dying. <laughs> um, we meet Wilson. Okay, now who is Wilson? I have a lot of questions about Wilson because Wilson is. He looks like an older man. He's black. Mm-hmm. And when he sees Michelle, it looks like he's worked at the White House for a really long time. Yeah. He Laura sees, Bush makes that comment that yes, he's yes, worked yes. there for oh, since right. like 1970s or 60s yeah. or something. He starts weeping immediately. Yeah. So unbelievable. Yeah. I will say, like, I know we're not that, we're only an episode in, but like, obviously this first episode was kind of the intro to like how they got into the White House, a little bit of a backstory. The Obamas. The, yeah. Okay. And all, all of, of them, the women, essentially. Yeah. But... Barack is such recent history to us, and I was like, oh, this is not, like, you know, like, we lived it, so, like, how... Yes. Right. I cried a lot during that, because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, like, this was such a fucking moment, and when you were in it, you just, you know, we were just living our lives, totally. super excited, jazz, like, our first presidential election, let's live our lives. Yeah. Um, I know, was our, was it the first time you voted in a presidential election? President, yeah. Me too, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like... I, it was just, I didn't realize it was, like, reliving it or rewatching it and, like, seeing, you know, Wilson so excited. Like, it was just such an impact. And here's me, like, you know, a 20-something white woman was, like, impacted by it. So imagine how I can't. a 65-year-old black man felt, you know? Who, like, like worked at the White House yeah, forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, as Laura Bush is taking Michelle through the White House, you notice that all of the people that work there are black. Yeah. And Michelle is making, like, sort of silent signals to them to say, like, like, I'm just like you. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of this, like, because there's, like, a f- almost, like, forced hierarchy. She's clearly uncomfortable. She's d- deeply yeah. uncomfortable and wants people to know that, like, she is. Yeah. I don't want to say cool. That's, like, such a, I don't like that word in this context. But, like, she's on their, like, she doesn't think that she's better than them. Yeah. Just because she's the first lady now. Right, yeah. Um, and also something that is, that is seen throughout the White House is all of this, like, art. <laughs> like slaves? Like, sl- art, like art of American history with which out you cannot yeah. have without the history of slavery in America. Yeah. So there's, like, portraits of slaves all over. And My favorite is when Laura Bush then yeah. says to her, the joy is you get to change the art. I know. When she goes, she lucky notices, you get to pick your own art. Yeah, when she notices Michelle is looking at that portrait of, like, I don't know, some slave situation yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And clearly uncomfortable. And she, that's what the comment Laura makes. Or they say she makes. No, I know. Fun. I know. I know. She's just, and honestly, Laura's just throwing so much shade the yeah. whole time. I'm, like, not into Laura's vibe, like, at all. And I don't I think know. you're supposed but to. Also, but also, like, Bush, like, you had no choice you had to go. You were there two terms. Like, right, why like is she being so shady? I mean, I guess it's maybe she was... Who did he go against? Mitt Romney? No, that was the second time. Um, McCain. I mean, obviously they wanted McCain. Oh, they yeah, wanted like, McCain, of course, because yeah. of the vice president. Yeah. Um, and then Laura, of course, 
after she's done throwing massive amounts of shade during this entire yeah. tour, says, don't worry, you'll figure out what kind of Flotus you want to be. Yeah. First lady. She didn't say Flotus. Yeah. Fla- First lady you want to be. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, Michelle's like, I mean, what an overwhelming situation. And then yeah. it's like, don't worry, you'll figure it out. And like, you know, Laura, we'll get to her, but she like lived through some intense stuff. She was in there during 9-11. Yeah. She, you know, there... She there was Husband's a massive like, reception. reception. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. No, yeah, I'm, trying I mean, to be, a lot I'm of... not trying to like be sympathetic of the bushes. I'm just trying to be sympathetic of Laura no, she as went first lady. Shit too. You know, yeah. like, and I think like it's you know she had her own feet in the, in time in the White House. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cut to 1973. Who's this, Betty? Betty okay. making oh. her margaritas. Put the lime, lime in, in the, the coconut. coconut. <laughs> she okay. I'm going to use the term maybe offensive, but, like, floozy Betty Ford, sign me up. She She's amazing. So fun. She's throwing vacation pamphlets everywhere. Girls ready to go to Cali. I think yeah. that's where they want to go. So, yeah, they live in Alexandria, Virginia, which yeah. is just outside of D.C. Because Gerald, Gerald is Speaker of the House at this point. Let's not forget. He is Speaker of the House. Yes, he's a congressman oh, and Speaker of the House. I thought he was, like, Department of Treasury or something. No, no. Oh. So that's... Um, that's why he gets uh, Agnew's job. Yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. nominated to be VP when, obviously, Agnes, or whatever his name is, has to leave, because Watergate, let's not forget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Betty Ford is having the time of her life, daughter's coming home, and she's just making, like, a mark, so it's 3.30. Yeah, she is, like, they're planning their retirement, basically. Yeah, she And I really appreciated how, sort of, like, low-key the house was. Like, <gasps> yeah. there's a pool, which is fancy, but, like, for all... Intents and purposes, like a small, like yeah, normal, normal size house, house yeah. you know. She's just like in her pajamas, like listening to music. Yeah, in her little house coat. Shout out to Dakota Fannin, who plays the daughter, Amazed. whose name I forgot. Susan. Um, Susan, yes. I, I love, love Dakota that. Fannin. She looks like my cousin Juliet. <clears throat> oh my God, she's and, amazing. Yeah, I just love I love the Fannin sisters. So. Yeah, they're so good. I'm so well, glad Dakota so, can work. Why, I know, seriously. <laughs> so while I love that this is just like a platform for you to be like, these actresses need to work. Yes, they're all amazing people that like aren't in enough things, you know? Like it's so upsetting. But maybe COVID, maybe COVID. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Anyway, so... So Michelle Pfeiffer is dancing. You see in the background like the soft glow of the TV, and they're talking about how Agnew is out, and yes, he's yeah. currently VP of Nixon. Yeah. So, but she doesn't seem too concerned. She's like, no, she's I'm like, not concerned. She's like we're like, going on vacation. We're going on vacation. We're retiring. Yeah. So, but you can see the like disconnect or the discord between like the very serious TV news <laughs> yeah. and like Betty Ford living her best life. Betty Ford getting wasted. Right. Uh, we love it. So her daughter comes in. She's a little surprised. Yeah. Um, but it, there's, they, they look like they have a great relationship. Yeah. Their relationship is rock solid. I love it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm just looking at these pamphlets. I can't wait to get out of Virginia. Yeah. Obviously. We've been to Virginia. Now, no shade thrown in, thrown at Virginia, no. but, like, you got to get out of there. Eventually. If you're anything like us or Betty Ford, you don't belong in Virginia. No. You got to just go. Jet yeah. set out of there. Exactly. So, um... She says that her dad, or um, Su- uh, what's her name, Susan, mentions that dad's retiring soon. How yeah. fun is it going to be that they're going to get to leave? She wants, uh, Betty wants to be in the sunshine. She wants to feel warm. Phone rings. But it's not the regular house phone. No. This is my favorite part. I love it. So Michelle, uh, Betty answers the phone. She's like, hello, Ford residence. It's not the house phone that's sitting in her little, like, sunroom. No. no. She <laughs> gasps and says, the bedroom phone <laughs> runs upstairs so i love the idea that like congress people or important government people have like a bat phone yeah <laughs> in the 
bedroom. <laughs> yeah, because it's where like it's where Gerald sleeps, so he can get those calls all day, all night. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she runs upstairs, gets the bat phone, and yes. it's the White House. The West Wing is calling, and they say, "You, you have to come." Like we're like we're swearing in your husband as VP. Like hurry up. And <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah. And she's and like, like again wasted. I know. She's like, no, I can't, I actually can't. Like I just like I can't. I just do had it. a cocktail. Three thirty. Yeah. Um. So she gets she. She gets in, someone someone drives her to, like, it's like her friend, I think, drives yeah. her to the White House. And they get there. She is, there's nowhere to sit. She's late <gasps> for this, like, swearing-in oh motion. God. I love she's a sit on, she's a share chair with uh, Pat Nixon. Yeah, Pat Nixon. Something that's really interesting about, and I'm like, I want to do a tally of how many first ladies are mentioned or otherwise seen aside from these three? Oh, yeah. Because it's constant. Like, there's always, like, mention of, like... And I kind of love that because there's something about, like, the representation of it all where it's, like, we're going to say these women's names. We're going to represent them, even if it's just for a second. Yeah. Like, even if it's just for, like, Pat Nixon. Like, you know what I mean? And I, like, yeah. I was taking some notes we about, like... two already. Like, Laura and Michelle. Yeah. Pat. Betty. Betty. Amazing. So she used to share a chair with Pat Nixon. She's mortified. Um, and Pat, um, you know, plastic Pat, she's just chilling, <laughs> whatever. Um, again, let's not forget, Pat Nixon has no idea what's going on, why there's a new VP coming in, no. why her husband's in trouble, hasn't read a newspaper in no. years. And it's I have Chuck, no idea. I know. And Betty Ford somehow knows more than she does. I don't yeah. understand. It's crazy. <laughs> so that's that. She now will likely not go to... California. Yes. Because honestly, writing's on the wall here for Nixon too. Like yeah. we know that Agnew's out, so he's VP, but like it's so obvious that Gerald Ford is gonna be president. Yes. At this point, like the tapes are just coming out, or they know there's tapes, they know they're gonna come out. Right. Like there's you kinda know where it's gonna go. But exactly. She's still holding on hope that that Betty <laughs> that she'll just move to California and this will all be over. Yeah, that this will all be over in like a year. Can you imagine? Like you're like, "Oh gosh, this is so fun. Like my husband's going to retire and then he becomes prez." No. <laughs> Hard luck. That's her. so intense. And you become VP and you become first lady. Yeah, no, not in the plans. Okay. Stop. Cut to 1921. We're in Campobello Island, yeah. New Brunswick, Canada. Let us never forget. Um, this is, um, the, this is the island that FDR would go to when he needed time. He famously would take a submarine there. Classic. Classic Franklin. Yeah. Um, he's trying to get elected governor. Um, we all know there's like a, there's like a, it cuts to Eleanor. She's like outside gardening or something. And we see FDR with like a beard in his hand coming out of the house walking. Mm Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Because famously FDR did not walk for too much longer. We also yes. know that the day before he got polio, and they don't mention this in the series, but this is just common knowledge, Lisa and I have at this point, is that he was on a hike with his two older kids and Eleanor and um, was, like, working, like, was, like, really active the day before. Yeah. Um, he, uh, in, that night, though, he falls... Um, and the, you know, of course it's really tragic. Eleanor comes running. I love that they don't sleep in the same bedroom. That's like so classic. I know. Love They're it. like the, yeah. Yeah. She comes running. She sees him on the ground. It's really sad. Sarah, obviously his boy or his mom is like randomly there. She oh, comes yeah. out and the doctors come the next day and it's kind of agreed that like 
It's yeah, polio. they run the test. They say it's polio. They say he gets it from swimming in the lake or something. Um, yeah. When it's cousin, which is, like, oh, terrifying. I don't really, yeah. I don't understand what polio is. And, like, why didn't she get it? Because she was on the hike, too. Like, I don't even get it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I don't understand. I don't really know, understand that virus at all. No, I know. Um, it's so scary. Thank God for vaccines. Um, but... Yeah, he straight up has polio, and so then, Sarah does not want to believe it. No, Sarah doesn't want to believe it. Eleanor's like, girl, we in hot water, yeah. just be strong. Yeah, and then, of course, Sarah's like, okay, like now we can like put all this like governor stuff to rest. Yeah. And Eleanor's like, absolutely not. Like, no. this man's going to be fucking president, because I'm going to be close to the White House. Because we're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, because, yes. like, this is, I'm, I'm not going down like that. No, I'm not going down <laughs> like him. Dumb, dumb <laughs> gets polio. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. He's going to fucking learn to walk on his crutches. So then it flashes back to 1892. Okay. I don't remember this part at all. Oh, no. It flashes back. (laughs) Well, because there's, like, this moment where Eleanor's, like, very sad, right? Yeah. But she's, like, trying to be there for the men in her life. And 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 you're like, oh, my gosh, Eleanor, what? Flashes back to 1892. She's at her mother's funeral. God, I really don't remember that. You're yeah, explain, and it's like little baby Eleanor. <laughs> okay, her dad is drinking heavily mm-hmm. and like can't be there for her. Yeah, um, her she she she's crying, of course, because her mom is dead, and I think she was like seven or eight when that happened. Yeah, and a man taps her on the shoulder. Of course, it's Teddy Roosevelt. <gasps> he says, "Eleanor, you're going to be okay. You're going to be strong. It's going to yeah. be okay." Um, She's like, this is awful. It's horrible. And then right after that, her dad comes over and says, I have to send you away to your grandmother's house. Yeah. Um, you have to take care of your baby brother. You have to do this for me. And he's like wasted. He's it's drinking. Psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. It's so annoying. So. Okay, but it gives us some background of why she is. So strong. Is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so stoic. Because um, that happened when she was like seven. Yeah. Okay. Cut two. What year are we in now? 1973. <gasps> We're back in D.C. Okay, back in yeah. D.C. <laughs> um, Betty Ford is drinking at a bar. So already, if you can't already tell, this is a major theme in Betty Ford's life. Yeah. It will continue to be as she founds the Betty Ford Center she much later, but she loves a cocktail at the moment. Um, the Senate committee, the TV Senate hearing is on yeah. because Gerald Ford, do they have to do that because he was VP? What? the The committee hearings, like... Were the you know what I mean? Like to get nominated? I get. I don't know. I'm just confused. Yeah, I think the, if you were like questioning, if you him. came in mid, um, not mid season, but like mid term, that that's how you vet. It kind of like we do Supreme Court justices. Like that's what they I was have thinking. It's yes. one of those. Gotcha, right? gotcha, gotcha. He had to be approved by the Senate, like you would be a Supreme Court justice. Right. You weren't elected by the the people. Right. So that's so that's what's on TV, and yeah. she's watching it. You don't know this yet, but she's at a meeting for the Women's Congressional Club, which mm-hmm. is like all the Congress women's husbands and all of these people. Yeah. Um, or excuse me, the Congress men's wives. Wives. Yeah. I say Congress women's husbands. Can you imagine? <gasps> Can you imagine if all of Congress was women and then their husbands were the spouses? Stop. Dream. Iconic. <laughs> so all of the um, Congress men's wives are at this like congressional meeting. Yeah. Betty Ford is set to speak at this meeting um but at the moment she's just by herself watching the speaker and they're asking gerald ford why he went to a psychiatrist oh yeah why he went to therapy basically um (laughs) i just love 1973 television they're like let's talk about mental health (laughs) well like but also like let's let's like bash it like you're not fit to be a president because you had to go to a therapist like what like that's just insane um 
So she, they're asking him, was is there something deeper going on? Like, do you yeah. have a mental illness? They're just, like, berating him, basically. And um, she is like, Jesus Christ, basically. Like, I can't believe they're asking him this. This is so annoying. She goes into the congressional like meeting and you find out that she's actually the speaker at the meeting yeah which is funny because in my head i'm like oh my god she's drinking like it's just funny to like see her like with her oh my god her uh fiddling she she puts her wine glass or her champagne glass on the the podium and then she's like oh where should i put my bag she's trying to shove that underneath then she like shoves both of it's just so funny with her fiddling with the handbag the wine glass because like where do i put my stuff it's so don't let go of the wine glass it's such a women's journey like yeah i love it so much so she gets up on stage and she's like, mm-hmm. I'm, she basically, in my head, she's like, I'm going to have none of this. And she starts off her speech and is like, I've seen a therapist too. Yeah. And there's a gasp in the audience. <gasps> yeah. Absolute like, gasp. The reveal. Like, can you believe? Um, and she says, and the reason Gerald saw a therapist is for me. Yeah. Because I thought we needed counseling, basically, as a couple. Yeah. So, you know, it's not necessarily that he has some type of a mental situation. She has some type of a mental situation. They went to couples counseling. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a gasp. And then she says, and it was a good idea. Yeah. Concept. What a concept. Therapy is a good idea. Um, She complains about her husband being a politician. And then she says... um, she says, oh, this is a great quote. She says, there is a Betty Ford without Gerald Ford. Um, and that lady needs to be healthy. <gasps> Love that. Love okay, that. Betty. And um, she says that her psychiatrist was the best decision they ever made. And she loves her husband. And she's so happy that she did it. Yeah. But she basically kind of says, like, the reason he saw the therapist was for me. Yeah. So she kind of skirts him out of the issue. Yeah. Um, which is, like heroic in a lot of ways because Puts she's the blame on her yeah, yeah she's kind of like I'm the crazy one don't like think that he's crazy yeah. but no one's crazy everyone should see a therapist yeah also I just want to say Aaron Eckhart plays Gerald Ford and looks like him so it's perfect I just want to they, they really cast this well they did good they did <laughs> yeah, so he's, good he looks like him I know I love it okay cut to <gasps> what year are we in <laughs> 1928 we're in NYC okay yeah we're in the townhouse the, oh, is this the, when learning to the FDR townhouse yeah. yes oh. yes Kiefer Sutherland plays FDR, too. We need to oh, put that is that in who there. that is? He's so good. Yeah. And Ellen Burstyn, another icon, plays Sarah. Like Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The FDR family, I love it. Yeah. The Roosevelt's. So, he's running for governor. Louis Howe is mm-hmm. their, like, best friend. What is his deal? Oh, yeah. He's, like, the advisor. I guess, I don't know if he actually, like, is, becomes chief of staff in the administration, but he's, like, the advisor and, like, mm. not assistant. He's but, like, around a lot in yeah, this yeah. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, she's, like... They're in De- they're in New York City and they are practicing to be he's gonna be governor. Yeah. But they're freaking out because he is polio and so this is gonna be a weird look. Yeah. No one not weird, I shouldn't say weird. This is gonna be a different look. Yeah. Um for someone who is, you know, has polio to be running for political office. Yeah. And they need to teach him how to walk, basically, mm-hmm. from the you know, sitting down to the podium. So it's probably like a six foot walk yeah. that they're trying to get him to do. Sarah's livid. Um, she doesn't want him to do it. Yeah. Um, and Eleanor just says, people admire resilience. That's what she says, her quote. Yeah. And she is, um, Sarah says, you have to think of a backup plan. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Famously, it works. Sarah's like, all Sarah wants him to do is retire and go live with her in Hyde Park because she's a psychopath. Like, I know. Sarah, I need you to 
you're just like she's like such a tiger mom and i need her to stop because it's like too much helicopter yeah. mom yeah she's she's out of control um so basically we're disregarding everything sarah says he's gonna run for governor he is gonna figure out how to get from the podium or from the chair to the podium which i don't know if he ever does like walk necessarily I think yeah they i just don't like, remember make, that yeah i don't really get it but it just is a little glimpse into what it looks like to have to run for governor when you have polio. Yeah, in, in 1928. 19, yeah. <laughs> okay, cut to. What year are we in? <laughs> 1974, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. Um, the mother of Martin Luther King is shot. <gasps> okay, yeah. Yes, Deeply yes. sad. This is, of course, a few years after Martin Luther King has been shot. Um, Betty Ford is like. I actually didn't know this happened. I did know this happened, but I didn't know Betty Ford went to the funeral. Yeah, I just, like, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know she go was shot. I know, it's horrible, it's horrible. Yeah. So. Like, on purpose she was shot? Like, a, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, she shot, uh, it's terrible, of course, like, yeah, everybody is sad, the black community specifically is, t- it's horrible. Yeah. Um, uh, Betty wants to do something for the family. Yeah. Because she's a good person. Yeah. Regardless also, of party, part regardless of, of, like, anything. The head of the country. Like, yeah, she's in the second family, not as important as the first family, but, like, there should be someone from the administration. Yes. Representing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the Nixon administration is against us. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. So she, <laughs> I love that there's, like, casual mentions of Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld. <gasps> oh! Unbelievable. That. Uh, I forget that they're, I forget that Dick Cheney has been evil for so long, <laughs> and the devil for so long. Truly. He's just running around the Nixon White House. I know. Getting into shit, causing some drama. Rumsfeld's the one that goes and tells her, these two men, I mean, we'll get to that when we get to the Bushes, but oh my God. No, Talk truly. about like epitome of evil. Never forget when Christian Bale won his Oscar for Dick Cheney, playing Dick Cheney and Vice. He said... I'd like to thank the devil for inspiration. I mean, what a powerful statement. Wow. On that Christian stage. Bale said that? Yeah, I'd like to thank either devil or Satan. I forgot what he said. <laughs> but for no. the inspiration to play Dick Cheney. Oh, my God. That is so dramatic. Iconic. I love that. Anyway, yeah. Baby baby uh, Dick Cheney running around is terrified. No, it's so You scary. don't know what he's going to become. No. So horrified. <laughs> doesn't he shoot his own? Didn't he he shoot? shoots his friend in the face when they're, like, duck hunting. <laughs> and his friend apologizes to him. Like, sorry I got in the way of your bullet. Shoots his friend in the face. The other guy thought that. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. So, Dick Cheney. Bonus F on Dick Cheney. No, I, I actually don't even think we should do bonus F. Like, he doesn't deserve a bonus F. Bonus F on his wife. Who's his wife? Like, bonus F on her. Yes. I mean, she's crazy, too. Yeah. Go on. So, anyway, um, she wants to go. Betty Ford wants to go to the funeral. And they're basically, Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney are like, no, you can't. Like, yeah, this you're, is not a good look. This is not a good look. <laughs> um, the They say the scrutiny of your husband will be yeah. astronomical. Um, and, uh, she thinks that, oh, they think that it will, like, destroy Gerald Ford. I love that they're concerned that this is going to destroy Gerald Ford. Meanwhile, the Nixon administration, Richard Nixon is, like, spying on his opponents, lying under oath. I know, it's Maybe you should be worried about that guy. I know, I know. (laughs) Not Betty trying to, like, I don't know, show fucking empathy. No, it's true. So then, um... I hate it here. I know. I know. <laughs> so then cuts to, so J- she just like listens. She's like, okay, okay, okay. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And then it cuts to her at the funeral front row with her daughter, Susan. Yeah, I was going to say, I do love that Susan comes out. Shout out to Dakota once again. Of and she's just like, okay, Dick or Rumsfeld, like, get, okay, we're going. Like, we're going. Yeah, to we're ready funeral. to go. Yeah. And then the two of them out there 
singing the praises. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know if this is the truth. I'm sure it was like a little bit hyperbolized for the show, but it appears as if they're the only white people in the audience of the funeral. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. Beautiful scene. Google and Susan Ford as we do this. I just want to say like what she's up to. Yeah. She's at live, I think. Right. I have to interview her. I know. I love her. Okay. Cut to. What year are we at? <laughs> are we at Michelle yet? Yeah, 2007. Okay, yeah, we're, like we're, back we Michelle. we're back at Michelle. 2007 and all you see are documents. There's like flashes of these documents and the documents have like typeface on them and they say mm-hmm. threat against Barack Obama. Oh yeah. So Barack is run in at this point. He's yeah. like, I guess... No, no, at this point, he, it's the primary still didn't happen because they referenced that, like... It's not, yeah, prim- yeah. it's 2007, so yeah, primary's not yeah, happening Yeah, we're still, yet, you know, Hillary's still running, um, who's that other guy, Jay, not James, what's his name? Ugh, I don't know. Oh, God, I know, there was another white guy running. Yeah. Um, Edwards. And John Edwards. John Edwards, oh yeah. Oh, my God, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he, Barack has full-on Secret Service protection, and this yes. is the first time, the earliest in any primary season, the guy's not even the nominee yet, and he yeah. has, um protection because there's well, death threats. Well, we don't know that he has protection yet. We just know that there are all these threats against him. There's like threat against Barack Oh yeah, oh, sorry, threat, I jumped No, ahead. no, no, it's okay. What I do love though is that after you see all these like threat, 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 like oh my gosh, all this stuff about him like being killed and stuff like that, it cuts to Michelle at mm-hmm. the Southside Health Initiative. Yeah. Which is her, what she was doing. She was working on making sure, making the South Side of Chicago a safer, more habitable place for the people that live there. Um, so it cuts to her at work, which we just love because, again, like it's so important to show that these women had lives before, you know, like, yeah. it, and she was working. She was working in Chicago. So, um, but in the air, there's the possibility of Barack winning and her having to leave her job to campaign. And yeah. they sort of talk about that at her work. Um, yeah, she, her boss makes a comment like, oh, I don't know, like, Barack's probably going to be president. Like, you're not going to be here. And she's like, no, I'm, like, my own person. I, like, she's just, like, not willing to accept no, that. No, she's like, like, girl, you may not be here for I know, next year. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> she's not into it. No, not into it at all. So then... Um, she gets a phone call from one of her daughters. Yeah. And they're like, the do- the girl says there's strange men all over the house. Yeah. Okay, terrifying call to get yeah. from your daughter. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. So she's like, oh my God, I have to go. So she leaves. When she arrives at her house, she realizes that the strange men that Malia and Sasha are seeing, and Barack is at the house, by the way. Yeah. It's not like they're by themselves, <laughs> yeah. the girls. But the what 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 they're seeing is what Elise was mentioning before is like the secret service detail that now has been put on Barack's family only because the threats against him are so high. Yeah. Which I'm like, if they can get Barack Obama and, and this is real, like that was, there were real threats, but why can't Harry and Meghan have protection? Why couldn't princess Diana have protection? What's wrong with the monarchy? Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? I mean, sorry. I was just like thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they, I, I don't, they're not government, though, so I don't really know how that runs over there. Like, does Parliament have, does Boris Johnson have, like, a Secret Service, a version of the Secret Service? He must. He must, right? Yeah. I don't know, Boris also, like, walked into the Ukraine last month or last week, so, like, maybe you shouldn't be out of a fucking war zone. (laughs) So I don't know how their Secret Service I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Definitely not letting Joe walk in there. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, But that's a good question, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly, the role... I'll just say the royal Bonus family has royal family. money to give protection to Harry, Meghan, Princess Diana, the kids. I, like, I so you do have money for it. Exactly. Our government clearly has money to protect. Yeah, a, we're in a debt guy who's so just bad. Running the primary. I know yeah. exactly. So anyway, so 
And Barack they have it after the presidency, too. Like No, I have forever. Yeah. So Barack is in so the is. front room um, being, like, just hanging with his people. But there's Secret Service all over the house. Yeah. Um, Michelle, of course, runs to her daughters and is like, are you guys okay? And they're yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. Like, everybody's fine. And, and they do seem fine, you know. Yeah. Barack was there the whole time. It's just that this is their life now and this is different. Yeah. Um, Michelle is scared of the threats. After, oh, so the Secret Service leave, and then that night they're having, like, a more intimate conversation. Yeah, he tells them they have to go outside. Yeah, and she's like, this is terrifying. I yeah. don't want you to be prez. And he's like, sorry, I'm going to do it. And then she says, remember Jackie Kennedy and her blood-soaked dress. So, again, yeah. we have another tick. We've mentioned another first lady. Yeah. We love that. Um, and he's like... Of course, I remember Jackie. Don't think like that. Like, you can't think like yeah. that. And she's like, sorry, this is just so, so scary. I know. Yeah, at this point, she's not... Uh, oh, wait, I'm jumping ahead. Go, go, go. No, no, no. So then she goes to her mom's house. Yeah. She leaves. She's like, I need to see my mom. Her mom lives in Chicago at the time. And um, she gets to her mom's house. She's kind of, like, sitting in the chair of her mom's house. We have another flashback to 1981. Yeah. Oh, my God. We are time hopping. I know. I'm sorry if you can't keep up, but that's just the way it is. Michelle has gotten into Princeton. Um, I I just wanted to know, Claire actually has, like, the dates, thankfully, written down. That's how she knows all these dates. Yeah. No, I wrote down so many (laughs) notes. It's so good. Because, like, what year are you in? No. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in 1991. Michelle has just gotten into Princeton. um, And she is super excited. But she realizes right after she gets in and reads the letter that she there's no way that they can pay for this. And oh, so right, she right. kind of is like, we'll figure out a way to pay. Yeah. Don't worry. And it's happy. Her dad at this point is alive. We know that her dad will die. Yeah. I think he has MS, right? He does. Yeah. So he's like in a wheelchair and we know that his dad, you know, she'll he'll die pretty soon um, yeah. after this. But, Okay. She's still in that. She's still in that house with her mom. We cut back to 2007, and um, her mom is in the house with her. They're having a conversation, and she just blanket like plain as day says, "I'm really scared that Barack's gonna get shot." Yeah. Um, what I noticed about this interaction that she has with her mom, though, is that and pretty much all of her conversations mm-hmm. have been about Barack. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing because I think that like. I don't know. Like, I guess, like, like Betty has had a little bit more of her own, not opinions, but, like, her own story a little bit. Yeah. Like, it just seems like Michelle's story, and I wonder if it'll, like, get into this, or maybe this is the point, but, like, her story has rotated entirely around yeah. him and his pursuit. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that mm-hmm. unfolds. Because I noticed it was, like, a Bechtel test situation where I was like, she's not passing. No, She's no, not no. passing. That's she's characters. only talking yeah. about Barack. Um... Okay. Uh, also, I mentioned that, like, then Elise knew this before I did, because apparently she is much smarter than me, but they're all three of them are going through major transitions. This is how they get to the White House. Yes. You're right. Yeah. I didn't get that until now. You can see my notes. All three going through massive transitions. <laughs> what a thing. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to that um, song. Yeah, I also want to go to, uh, so when Michelle goes back to her house, her real yes. house with Barack, they have a conversation, like, he makes a reference like, hey, this is so much bigger than us. Like, I know you're afraid. Yes. And I wonder if that's a theme that's happening too because, or why they chose these women. <clears throat> because, excuse me, Franklin goes into the White House when it's like a moment of turmoil in the country. And then like, you know, there's the Great Depression. 
we eventually yeah. get into the war, so that's a big mm-hmm. historical, bigger than all of us moment. Gerald Ford comes in when like the country is going through. Oh my god, our president's a major criminal. A moment, everything's bigger than all of us. Yeah. Barack goes in as the first black man. You know, like it's okay, I might get shot, but this is bigger than all of us. Right. So that's kind of like right. a very like that. subtle yes. theme that I noticed. Um, this is me just trying to be coming like coming in hot with the themes. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> I just love a fucking thread. I know. You know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just. I'm really confused why they chose these three women. So I need I an answer of why they picked. You these need three. answer now, right now. <laughs> yeah, it could just be Michelle Pfeiffer needed work. I know. Ella Davis like queen. Get her on camera uh, yeah, at no, all times. Uh, seriously. Jillian Anderson was like, um, "Hello, I just played Margaret Thatcher. Killed it. No. Let me do weird things with my mouth and be Eleanor. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> so do, it. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. And that could be the theme. I know. We'll jump into that theme as well. Dakota needs work too. Dakota, justice for Dakota. Always. So yeah, Seth I, this okay. transitions bigger than us moments happening. Yes. Um, yes. I'm into it. I love a moment that we're bigger than all of us. You know, we're just like little specks of dust on this planet. Let's make changes. Truly. You so that's the end of Barack's story. Now we cut to 1933. <gasps> well, here we are. <laughs> 1933 DC. Okay, I don't remember this. Okay. Um, I think I did dishes at this. Point. No, please. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. No. So so we cut to. 1933, Eleanor is, like, busying herself. She's oh, at her yeah, home. yeah, the White House. Oh, God. Her assistant comes in and is, like... Oh, assistant played by someone amazing. I forget her name. But her name is Grace. She's a friend of a friend. I know her. Really? Yeah, oh, I know. She's in Veep. That's how I know her. She's so amazing. Okay, I Wait, love her. Wait, is that who it is? Actually, no. No, she is... You can finish that story. I will find her. Maybe that's someone else's assistant. It doesn't matter. Uh, a Cl- Clea Duvall? No, no, Clea okay. Duvall? That's not who, yeah, 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 yeah. This is... Okay, so that's Eleanor's assistant. Yeah. I think Betty Ford's assistant is great. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Um, 1933, she's late for her tour of the White House, people. She's late for her tour. This is the tour of mm. the White House. So yeah, we know she has no time. She's like, she has getting no time. out of here. She's late for her tour. Um, and it's mentioned that Lou Hoover is going to be really mad. Another tick. We've mentioned another <gasps> yes, first lady's representation. Okay, like this, yeah. Like, we love our girls. Okay. Um, the cabinet, oh, she has made a list of her cabinet appointees, mm-hmm. and they're mostly all female. Yeah. And yeah, she's, she's like, that's, it she's What's that guy's name, Louis? <laughs> yeah, Louis Howe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, here's my suggestion. And he looks up and he says, they're all women. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I know. Like, give these to Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, she's she, not a good and then she asks him, she goes, what do you think my job at the administration is going to be? Yeah, and he's like, And uh, he goes, first lady. And she's like, that's a bogus job. I don't like she's it. She's pissed. She doesn't like it at all. So she, then because it's Eleanor and she's passive aggressive and that's kind of why we love her, she starts to move even slower. So now she's even later for her tour of the White House. Because, yeah. like, you're going to come at me. I'm trying to do cabinet work. I'm trying to, like, get a job in the White House. Yeah. And now you're saying that I need to just tour with Lou Hoover. No, yeah. now I'm No, she's like, I'm going to edit the inauguration speech because yeah. I don't like what you wrote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Seriously. It's amazing. So she takes the speech out of his hand. I know. She's amazing. Cut to 1974. <laughs> Um, there, uh, Ford is elected. Oh, yeah, Betty's in the kitchen. She's, like, I don't know, fiddling around. And he comes in, he's like, okay, so something's happening. <laughs> like, tapes are released. Nixon is a criminal. This is troubling. He's obviously going to resign. I'm going to be pressed. I'm president. Yeah. Betty pissed. She's not happy. No, she's, she's like, not well, happy. God damn it, what about California? She's not happy, but I'll tell you what she says. She goes, I guess the people need you. And then Bigger she says, than us moment. But then, you know what she says? What? Are Pat and Julie okay? Because <gasps> so we, we care about our girls. Because we care about our girls. I'm going to make a bold statement. Cancel me if you want. 
Betty Ford is the kindest Republican. Oh my gosh, I love that. I don't think Betty Ford was a Republican, though. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think her husband was. I don't yeah. think she was. No, I think she was a human. Yes. A humanist, and I love her so We much. love it. So guys, that's the end of F1. Episode one, we took you through it. Okay, Claire, never, ever don't write down these dates. No, like, I'm going to do it forever. Dates, okay? I know. You're going to take care of that. I know. Um, yeah, so what are your overall thoughts? I guess my overall thoughts are I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know, spoiler no alert, there's no, I know exactly what happens. And it's I surprised yet not because we know the history. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and then my other thought is I hope that this is about them. Yes. I hope that we, we get more we get more about them. I think so. The 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 like come in the season, it seems like there's a lot of like it's told through their eyes. Right. So like obviously the men are gonna be brought up, their interactions are gonna be there, but I do think it's gonna be very um their telling of the big moments in history that we witness and see and know. I love it. Yeah. I'm super excited. I think these actresses are amazing, um, that play them. Um, yeah, and we're gonna be here to take you along for every part of the journey. Yeah, do you know how long the season is? is I it think like, it's eight. Oh wow, okay, love maybe that. not. I don't know. We'll see. All right, well, we love you guys. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, follow Athletics Forever. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, exciting things coming up. We're on the road. We can't wait. Bye. Bye.